Hey everyone, happy holidays. Before we get into this very festive episode, we want to send you a reminder. Give us a call. Press pause right now and give us a call to the Abbey Eats St. Louis Holiday Call-In Hotline. We want to know about how your holidays are going this year. What are you up to? Are you flying out somewhere to see family? Are you sitting in your kitchen making some cookies? What are you up to? We want to hear from you. Give us a call at 314-532-6012 and stay tuned for your messages in an upcoming episode. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, Ginger and Shortbread and Sugar and Crinkle, Sprinkle and... Wait, no, that's not right. Sorry, I wandered into my list of types of holiday cookies, though Sprinkle is a pretty cute reindeer name. There's so much to keep straight this time of year, so many lists, so many traditions to know... How excited are you that things are, at the time of this recording at least, looking like they'll be a little bit more normal this holiday season? Okay, now it's okay to admit how stressed you are, too. It's a lot. Sometimes you need to take a pause, even just a moment, to think about yourself, to treat yourself. And when you feel like the holiday madness is taking a bite out of you, go ahead and bust open the tin or peel back the red and green plastic wrap or sneak some off Santa's platter and take a bite of a cookie, the sweetest holiday tradition. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, we're having a chat with two ladies who make it their mission to bake the holidays better. Teresa Rubio from Grandma's Cookies, the institution on historic Main Street St. Charles. We are like a tradition. And Helen Fletcher, a longtime pastry chef who's literally just written the book on curing your cookie craving. But it's the ability to pass on something that I think people would enjoy and to have it live for a long, long time. Here are their tips for your next baking extravaganza, what they are making this season, and what they say is the real reason Christmas cookies are such an important tradition. Sorry, Santa, it's not about you. Plus, food news and your countdown to Christmas weekend planner. Even in a windowless underground kitchen with the humming sound of baking appliances and scurrying around the main restaurant kitchen upstairs, there's sunshine. Her name is Helen Fletcher. My name is Helen Fletcher, and I've been the pastry chef for Tony's for a very long time. And right now, you and I are standing in my little one-person bakery. And to my knowledge, this is the only restaurant that has built their pastry chef an actual bakery in St. Louis. So I'm going to go down a list, and you tell me what kind of cookie you would make if that person invited you to their holiday gathering this year. The White House. Oh, interesting. Oh, I would probably do the painted cookies because they're uh, they're either a, a butter cookie or a shortbread. And you have a glaze on them, but by putting gel in the glaze and swirling it, you make these gorgeous, like, stained glass-looking cookies. That's what I would take them. The Mosaics and the Cardinals. The Cardinals. What do I do for the Cardinals? You know, I, would th- I think I would make meringues for them. 
And they, you can make them any color you want. You can make red ones. Uh, in the book, I have a peppermint one that's pink and everybody loves it. But I think I would do meringues for them because you can pipe them and they kind of look like little balls. Yeah, that's what I would do for them. Me and my family. You and your family. Yeah. Okay, I would do, let's see, what would I do for you and your family? Is any, does anybody have any... Um, eating restrictions. If they do, we don't invite them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there is a cookie that is called a triple layer pecan bar, and it is absolutely gorgeous and really, really special, and it would be something I think you would enjoy. And finally, just you and your husband, and you decide we're having cookies for dinner. What are you making? <laughs> Lots of cookies. He's a lot of cookies. Um, one of the things that we particularly like came about because of my son's inability to eat gluten. I came up with a chocolate chip cookie that does not use a gluten-free flour. It uses as its base oatmeal, which you simply grind up in a blender or a food processor, and, and um, almond flour. It is. It's one of our favorites, and it really came about. I would have never even thought of it had I not been trying to make something for him. On the kitchen counter between us, a copy of her book she signed and brought for me. It's her fourth cookbook, actually, Craving Cookies, a compilation of some of her favorite and most beloved recipes from a career that spanned more than three decades. There's a lot of classic cookies in here, but there's also a lot of new cookies. One of my favorite is the uh, black pepper, the cardamom black pepper snaps. Ooh. And cardamom is a Swedish spice. It's wonderful. And then you add just a little bit of black pepper and some crispy sugar, some crackly sugar, and they're beautiful and they really taste good. So there's, there's a whole variety of things. As a food person, you like to create, mm -hmm. but you have to also include some of the things that are favorites for people, you know, because they're going to look for that. And the book contains a ton of pictures. It has over 200 pictures. That's important. <laughs> and every, pic every recipe has a picture, so you know what you're going for. And there's a big technique section in it. Um, so that people that apply to cookies all throughout the book, mm. like the caramel. Um, there's a, what's called the wax paper technique for rolling cookies out between wax paper oh. instead of using flour. Um, that's especially good for like sugar cookies, um, shortbreads. Or for those of us who are afraid we're going to have flour all over yes. our whole house if yes. we bake something. Yes. And so there's there's things like double panning so that your cookies don't burn on the bottom. What? Yeah, you bake, you, you put them on two pans. And that stops the heat from burning the bottom while the rest of the cookie gets baked. What? And there's even a picture in the book of one that's baked on a single pan and one that's baked on a double pan. Well, look at that. That is a free tip. That's Every, right. you know, people need to get the cookbook for right. the rest of them. But that one you could use right now. You can. I love that. How many over the course of whether it's your career or just in the development of this book, how many trays of cookies would you estimate oh. you've baked? Thousands. We've mentioned the fact that, you know, pictures are very important in your book. Cookies being pretty yeah. is another thing. 
how much, especially this time of year when we're baking cookies to give as gifts or even set out in some ways as decoration with our holiday stuff to take the picture of the tray of cookies by the tree. How important is it for a cookie to look good? You know, I hate to say it's real important because I don't believe it is. Hmm. And there's a reason why. Some people just can't make pretty cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's true. But they love to bake. Mm -hmm. They love the cookies. As long as they taste good and they're and they're happy with what they're doing, the heck with it. But there's also <laughs> a huge chapter in here on um, how to do good, pretty looking cutout cookies. Mm -hmm. And there's recipes that don't spread. Yeah. Because if you're doing, if you're wanting a cookie that looks like a gingerbread. I always have bloated gingerbread. Yes, you don't, <laughs> well you, or you don't want to look, you don't want them to look like um, a, um, snowman. Yep, which or is Santa what Claus. Like. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's two recipes, the shortbread and the painted cookie recipe. That's mm. a butter cookie uh, that, that will not spread and they will be perfect if you follow the instructions. The, the thing that you do a lot with them is you pop them in and out of the freezer because when you roll them and cut them, what do they do when you try to put them on the cookie sheet? They stretch, yeah. they get out of shape. So you just cut them all out, put them in the freezer and then they just whoop, 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 pop right out and they're perfect. What is your hope by putting a book like this together? Because you could have just sat there and said, I'm not going to do that work. I have cheesecakes It's a lot to make. of work. It's a lot of work. And, and you know, the design, everything. Um, my, what I wanted to do was pass something on to people who enjoy baking. Helen still has her mother's copy of The Joy of Cooking. Because part of the joy of cooking, she says, is that tradition. It's a key ingredient in the cookies at Grandma's Cookies, too. That's the little shop on historic St. Charles Main Street right across from the gazebo you absolutely cannot miss if you visit that part of town. Honestly, if you visit any of St. Charles County, it's excuse enough to swing by Grandma's. The cookies are shaped like scoops of ice cream. Most of them are big and kind of lumpy, doughy, chewy, and soft, while also crisp and crumbly. They're perfect, which is why the recipe's been the same across three generations. I'm Teresa Rubio, owner of Grandma's Cookies. So are you Grandma? I am not Grandma. Grandma was Charlotte Thompson. Um, she is my aunt's mom. So technically growing up, I felt like she was my grandma because she was around everywhere. Her and my biological grandma, my real grandma, um, were best friends. So um, they traveled together and, and did stuff together, but um, it was technically her shop. And then I just worked here since I've been like 10. I had other jobs here and there, but I started when I was 10 years old and um, so a long time ago. As we sat down in a room filled with hundreds of cookie tins and cartons and gift boxes and other containers ready to be stuffed with cookies, Teresa is exhausted. This little cookie shop, which used to be a dress shop, by the way, until they became more known for the complimentary cookie jar on the counter and then Grandma shifted her focus, now bakes thousands of cookies a day. Thousands more this time of year. It's I cannot express to you how crazy it is. The whole entire upstairs attic area, or well, where Grandma slept and she had her TV room, is completely packed. Christmas cookies are obviously tradition. It didn't start with grandma's cookies. It didn't start on Main Street right. or anything like that. But 
this is a place where people are turning, not just, you know, when they stop on Main Street on casual time, but then also for the most special cookie giving time of the year. Why do you think that is? Oh, my gosh. And you're allowed to toot your own horn here. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I hate to say it. Um, but truly, I mean, I feel like we're, we are like a tradition. We are a lot of people's memories of when they grew up in their childhood and and their parents bringing them in here when they were little and talking to grandma when she, you know, was here. For people, you know, making these at home, I'm sure they have those same traditions and memories of, the, of their grandparents and their families. But here, it's, it stretches out amongst so many people. And that's just, it's just fun to be a part of. You can get cookies these days that look like art. I mean, I recently co-hosted a baby shower where we had these little cookies that were just, I don't even know how they made them look yeah, the way they did. Good. They yeah. looked so pretty. You took a bite out of them and they were like sugary cardboard. It wasn't ideal. And so it just has me thinking about trends, you know? I mean, whether it's cupcakes and cake pops and just cookies that look like art and all that kind of stuff. You come into Grandma's Cookies, and the cookie kind of doesn't even look like it's baked. Right. It just looks like a scoop. It's still shaped like yeah. the scoop. Do you feel like that's part of your staying power, the fact that you just kind of stick with what you know is good? Yes, I think so, because, you know, the guy that's in there right now buying cookies, he is, it's so funny because people are like, oh, have you tried this cookie? Have you gone to this place, this place? And he always sits there and says, and which cracks me up, I don't cheat on Grandma. <laughs> And so, uh, and, and I say, well, those other places are, they're good. They're fine. You know, but they're like the trend that you said, you know, and I don't want to name any names, right. you know what I mean? But they're the trendy thing that's out, but he's like, I don't like that. I want just your general run of the mill home style cookie. You know, that's what he, that he's what he strives for. That's what he loves. And I think that's what so many other people love is that we hold true to who we are and what we've always been. Any tips for the at-home baker this season? Oh, brother, what would I say? Gosh, have fun, try something different, because I we want to do that here. We want to try other things differently and, and throw, uh, uh, we have other recipes we can do, but we don't have that, you know, that time to do it. But if I was to do it at my home, I would do that, just, just that, that cookie I've always been wanting to try to do or the cutout cookies, you know, something like that. Cause my kids would have loved to do that, but now they're all grown, um, for the most part. But, um, I would just say, do that something, make it your own special memory and kind of, hopefully that will turn out, you know, the cookie will turn out to be something spectacular. You can do it, you know, year after year and be in that way, their kids or whatever will have that memory. Like, Oh my gosh, that's what my mom and I used to make, or that's what we do. And, that's why I think that I would rather have more. More to me is memories, you know. Even back in Helen's kitchen, she weighs in, pun intended, on the merits of having a kitchen scale to weigh your ingredients and following directions each time to ensure consistency with precision. But she says it could all be a mess at the end and still be okay. Those bloated gingerbread men I remember making with my grandma and cousins throughout our childhood, those little guys, they'll stick with me forever, calorie-free. And Helen agrees those memories and that interest are what it's all about. Baking should be enjoyable. If it isn't, you're not going to do it. You won't go back to it. And my whole point in what I do with baking is to try to encourage young people to learn to bake. It's so rewarding and the house smells delicious. It really does. It's just wonderful.
now in the podcast booth with producer extraordinaire Dory Olmos. Hello. Dory, I feel like when somebody brings a tray of cookies anywhere this time of year, it's just, that's one of my favorite gifts to get, I you, think. You cannot go wrong. A tray of cookies is always welcome. Yeah, yes. especially when people do like the big, all sorts, the big variety of cookies. Decorative. What's your favorite kind of Christmas cookie? Ooh, I'd have to say, um... I, I really like this kind of one that I make. It's like a snickerdoodle. It's very simple wow, and buttery. Wow, first last week it was your pie, now it's your cookies. Okay, Dory. But other than that, just like any cookie at a Christmas gathering, the decorated ones, the really simple like sugar ones with the icing, the royal yeah. icing on top, those are always great. Because you can have multiple. Yes. Because they're not too much. Yes. yes. And I it's not making a mess in my kitchen. I think I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, we have lots of food news to get to, but we are not moving off the topic of cookies quite yet, though. Yeah, so this story is definitely going to put a smile on your face. I'm smiling right now. All right. The Smiley Face Cookie Company is now selling their treats in Schnucks stores. So these are those famous brightly colored cookies from MacArthur's Bakery. Mm -hmm. You've probably gotten them as gifts or at a gathering before. Now, this story gets even sweeter, though, because each cookie is made by an adult with intellectual or developmental disabilities through the Step Up program. So MacArthur's first started working with them at their revamped Pioneer Bakery Kirkwood location, and they've been really kind of working and expanding what they're offering. So now they're excited to bring those cookies to store shelves at Schnucks. So the Schnucks bakery manager wrote that it warms my heart to think about all the smiles that together we will bring to our customers. I freaking love that story. I, I love, love it. it so much. It brings a smile to your face. It's something sweet. And it just, like you said, the story's even sweeter. That's fantastic. Yes. Good things happening in Kirkwood, though, this week. A lot of things, yes. So another sugar fire coming there. You'll soon have a new place there to get your barbecue fixed. Sugar fire opening next year, mid-next year in Kirkwood at a space along Kirkwood Road near Global Foods. Mike Johnson, who's the owner, said that they're looking to bring a next-level patio to Kirkwood. That's a big promise that in is, Kirkwood. Because there are some good patios in Kirkwood. Yes, agreed. Yeah, so he says it's going to be epic. His word. We'll <laughs> see. Um, so this is just their latest expansion in Kirkwood. They have been encouraged by how the community welcomed High Point Drive-In and Chicken Out. So they're looking forward to bringing barbecue to the neighborhood. They knew that was going to be their next big step. But they're not done expanding yet. So maybe in 2022, keep an eye out for possible future locations in South County and Columbia, Missouri. Do they not have one in Columbia yet? I don't think so, which that seems like a natural move, considering they're in like Florida. Yeah. 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 That would be fantastic for them. You know, we were just saying earlier, I feel like we regularly have some kind of Mike Johnson creation expansion story, whether it's High Point Mm -hmm. or Sugar Fire locations. It's a headline that keeps repeating itself. Yes. On the other side of the coin, though, another headline that keeps repeating itself in 2021 is shortages of things. Yes. So add this one to your list of holiday items that you might not be able to find at the grocery store because of that big supply shortage. Shortage. Local businesses are having a tough time getting peppermint for their holiday themed goodies. Oh no, all the peppermint lattes. So, Park Avenue Coffee typically said that they order, put in their orders for peppermint in November and usually don't have any problem getting it. 
Not so much this year. Mm-hmm. And I know you reported on this story last week, so you know a little bit more about it. It was so interesting because it happened to be the case that I had texted Dale, the owner of Park Avenue, Friday morning. I said, what's the deal with all of this? And he was stressed because they had no idea when the prep amendment was going to get. They were finally able oh. to secure stuff. But he was like, I don't know if this would get here next week. This could get here next spring. You just don't really know. And luckily, there was a shipment waiting for him when he arrived later that morning. And so it was interesting talking to him about all of that. And then I also went and talked to Tamara Keefe, friend Mm -hmm. of the podcast and owner of Clementine's. And they, of course, have that peppermint Andy ice Mm -hmm. cream that's going. So there's a lot of peppermint in that. If you haven't Mm -hmm. tried it yet, by the way, it's really delicious. I can't wait. It's really good. I would add a scoop of something chocolate Mm. and definitely put it in a waffle cone. Okay. Um, And so I talked to her. I was like, how do you deal with this considering Peppermint is a major ingredient in one of your major flavors right now. They ordered months in advance. And Tamara, remember, she has a food industry background, so she kind of saw it coming Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And why is there a peppermint shortage? Kind of the same reason there's a peppermint or there's a shortage of so many other things is when you have really intense demand for something in a short period of time, then, you know, scarcity rules mean that, like, there's just not going to be as much of it Mm -hmm. to go around in general because people – produce it for this one time a year. They weren't producing any of this last year. So there's a backlog of things like that. So I don't know if you remember last year, you couldn't find like a gingerbread house or some of the things that, you know, people were wanting that mm-hmm. time of year because they had halted production and it wasn't quite there ready yet. As many. It takes a long time to prepare for these kinds of things, especially seasonal items. So peppermint, just the very latest. You'll probably <sighs> still see some in stores, candy canes, for example. You might actually just wind up paying a few more cents for it without even realizing it. So worth crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. I'm, uh, it's one more 2021 shortage to be talking about. Yes, exactly. So that's pretty sweet, sour. I don't know. That's like a, it's not sweet news, I guess, Mm-mm. but it's a sweet topic. Yes. This, however, is some sweet news. Yes. Sweet and savory, mm. I'd say. So we have a new collaboration. From Strange Donuts and Steve's Hot Dogs, they are at it again. They are putting together a maple bacon donut burger. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yum. Mm -hmm. The bun, quote-unquote, is a donut with a maple glaze and bacon bits on top. Uses a burger from Steve's with sautéed onions, homemade cheese sauce, and a balsamic reduction, which it had me at that. That sounds so good. This is available only through this Sunday They have limited availability each day. You can get it at Steve's Hot Dogs, which, by the way, is at their new location on South Grand. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to check that new location out, this could be your good excuse. I I think the onions kind of weird me out, though, and I love onions, but on that, I would be intrigued. But the balsamic sounds like that would be really good. I would get it without the onions. I'm not a big onion person, but the balsamic looks so good on that burger. Could we justify going there for our lunch break, like, right after the – could we justify taking a lunch break, I guess? so. (laughs) You know, podcast. Research. Research. <laughs> Research. Exactly. Exactly. But hey, Dory, what's the best thing you've had to eat so far this week? It was a very tasty week, I yeah. will say. So we, um, we, ever since Thanksgiving, we've been very bad about eating like pizza yep. and burgers yep. and all of the Chicken bad fingers. things. Chicken fingers. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. You like literally are running down the list of my weekend meals. But we're like, okay, let's get something a little bit lighter. Um, we were wanting a salad, like a Greek salad. So we went Mediterranean. Ordered from a new place we had never tried before, Majid Mediterranean Restaurant yeah. down in Bevo Mill area. 
And um, I got the chicken and potatoes. It was good. It was kind of like a stew. It's a Syrian chicken and potatoes. What Jason got was so tasty, and I wish I would have snuck some more bites from his plate. But he got the chicken shawarma, which mm, had chicken mm-hmm. shawarma, you know, a thousand times. This was so good because it was really well seasoned and oh, marinated. Oh, yeah. And their rice had like an almost cinnamon spiciness to it, which was really good. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, and it was grilled and it was crispy and just mwah, perfect. So good. But I am, because it is the season of spending time in the kitchen uh-huh. and making things yourself, I do want to give a shout out to to my mom and aunt. The, the little elves gave me and my cousins <laughs> some hot chocolate bombs that they made at home. Oh, cool. Homemade ones that were really good. Wow. Yeah, very Did impressive do, like, looking. like the cool explosion thing? Yes. Love that. With um, marshmallows inside and everything. Is, is there anything your mom can't do? I can't think of anything. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That's so fun. <laughs> they, that's a great gift, too. Cookies, yes. hot cocoa bombs. Love that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the chicken shawarma, and what is the name of the restaurant again? Majid Mediterranean. Love that. Mm-hmm. Add that to the takeout rotation. Um, mine was very much not takeout. It was a dine-in. Um, had a commitment in Clayton on Friday night, and it was like, oh, snap. What are we going to do to eat in Clayton really fast? Like, mm-hmm. last minute without a reservation. I don't love going out to eat on Friday or Saturday nights without a reservation right now. It's impossible. Yeah, and so I just hopped on the various apps and found a table for two at Cafe La Vie. It's okay. the relatively newly opened restaurant inside of the Meridian Hotel. And it was really cool looking. Like, the decor on the inside, it's a cool vibe in there um ordered the ozark and ozark mushroom and risotto it was delicious like the mushrooms on there were like each one had like its own unique flavor but it was so like hearty and good and i just like made myself finish the whole thing even though it was pretty big and hearty (laughs) it was really really good um the restaurant, I will say, we probably wouldn't have needed reservations because they had a lot of openings. I don't know if maybe people don't realize it's open there. Um, I think they're still, based on our experience, figuring out the service of things. We waited a long time for drinks, like, and we mm. waited a long time to see. And there wasn't, it wasn't that crowded, and there was. They seemed to be pretty well staffed. So that's my only like question mark is I think they're figuring out the flow of things. Um, but the restaurant itself is really cool. Like you sit on like a couch. At the table which is kind of fun and loungy and it's like a cool like I said really cool vibe and the Ozark mushroom risotto was really really good so get that that is a great winter yes cozy meal that's exactly what it was it was Mm -hmm. a cozy vibe in that place too and the espresso martini was pretty good too so like a good way to end the night so yeah love that one um Maybe it's a place that you stop in between your very busy weekend events. Of course, a lot of this has to do with shopping. We're talking about the weekend of December 10th, 11th, and 12th. There is a countdown to Christmas. I know a lot of people are sweating. louder. You got to take advantage of these weekends, folks. But don't worry. um, We've got quite a rundown of things for you this weekend. So many holiday markets. We'll start off Saturday at the inaugural holiday market at the Rockwell Beer Garden. So this is that new beer garden in Francis Park in South City. They're going to have beer, food, and um, all kinds of local craft vendors there from noon to four. Hot and cold drinks there, by the way, not just beer. Uh, And they're also going to have a whole lot more info on their Facebook event page. Um, Not a lot there right now, but it does say that Santa and the llamas arrive at 10 a.m. I was wondering when Santa (laughs) was going to bust his llamas out. (laughs) 
that's fantastic. Oh man, that's a game changer. That right I there. know. Add it to the list for sure. Oh man, the llamas. I love that. Well, speaking of bazaar, there's a <laughs> holiday bazaar happening at Nine Mile Garden on Saturday as well. Of course, you can do some holiday shopping with more than 25 vendors in that food truck garden. And like always, there will be food trucks with plenty of options there for you. Carolers. Carolers are one of my favorite ways to get in the spirit, mm-hmm. listening to some really good Christmas songs. They will be there, and they'll have free pictures with Santa from noon to 6. So it sounds like Santa's first stopping at Rockwell Beer Garden, and then by noon, he's got to hightail it over to Nine Mile <laughs> Garden. And the Holiday Bazaar itself goes from 11 to 3 on Saturday. That's why he has the llamas. It'll help him get there faster. Are the llamas faster than the reindeer? They might be in St. Louis. Hmm, we'll you see. never know. <laughs> All right, also happening Saturday, Mackland Business District Holiday Walk and Cocktail Crawl. It's a mouthful. <laughs> it's going to be a day-long Imagine thing. saying it after, I mean, cocktail crawl. After yeah. the cocktail crawl would <laughs> yeah. be very difficult. So the South City neighborhood is getting in the holiday spirit. Businesses will be decked out, and they're going to be offering special deals and all kinds of fun happenings. Places like um, Clementine's, they're going to be having some special readings and things Cute. there, too. And then they'll have special cocktails, Some locations are also accepting toy donations, so I like that they're incorporating that into their little holiday business walk and crawl. Mm -hmm. And for those who really get in the spirit of things, there will be a shuttle to help get you around from the different cocktail crawl businesses. Uh All right, so we don't want to see any actual crawling, folks. You'll get in the shuttle instead. Also on Saturday, they're having a holiday pop-up shop at Laumeyer Sculpture Park. So again, great opportunities to get outside, check out some art, frolic amongst that and get some shopping done. This is happening from 10 to 4 on Saturday. They'll have more than a dozen vendors. Plus, they're going to have some food and drink trucks on site as well. Um, Great opportunity to head to Lawmire. All right, one more event for Saturday. This one's at night. If you didn't get your fill or your Christmas shopping done earlier in the day, head to the Winterfest Night Market in Keener Plaza. This is the first of their two night markets. It goes from 4 to 8 And it'll feature 20 diverse vendors selling gifts and homemade items. Plus, there will be some live entertainment. So you can go there for the shopping, stay for the food, drinks, ice skating, igloo rentals, Mm. all of those normal Winterfest things that are happening down there. Uh, at Winterfest in Keener Plaza. I need to make plans to get down to that. Uh, Dogtown is where it's at on Sunday, where they're having their pop-up holiday market. It's same James the Greater is kind of the uh, hub of this. You can support local makers and vendors. It's happening in the school gym from noon to 4 p.m. And then, again, a great excuse to walk around one of St. Louis's great neighborhoods. Yes. And then Sunday, the holiday market on the boulevard. So this is another sort of holiday edition of the Tower Grove Farmer's Market. This time it's at the Boulevard, which is in Richmond Heights. It's that stretch of shops that's across the street from the Galleria. Mm -hmm. So you can head there for some local vendors and maybe even see Santa and Mrs. Claus. I love how Santa's so booked on Saturday. He's like, I'm not making hard commitments on Sunday. <laughs> you may or may not see me. That's where that's where I'm, I've got toys to make, folks. <laughs> and of course, this is not just it. There's so much going on. Yeah, these are just the ones that are happening just this weekend mm-hmm. that I could find. So we have so many other holiday-related events, food and drink specials, must-see light displays, plus your guide to holiday pop-up bars, all of that information in our episode notes and on ksdk.com. Ooh-la-la. 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 
Jane Lewis. This is a Five on Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm Dory Olmos. Special thanks this episode to Ms. Nancy Milton. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe, 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 and leave us a rating and a review as well. We want to know what you're thinking. We are thinking about what it's going to look like next year for the podcast. We want to, you know, kind of hear what you guys think and what you like and what you want to um what you want us to do more of in 2022. So leave us a rating and review and send us a message on our Instagram at Abby Eat St. Louis. And that's not the only way we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Like literally hear from you. Yeah. Give us a call for our holiday call-in episode. It's a tradition. We're going to be listening to your messages, what you're thankful for this year, how you're spending the holidays, your favorite family traditions. What are you up to this holiday season? It might be a little bit different, a little bit better than last year. So we want to hear from you. Give us a call at our holiday call-in hotline. It's 314-532-6012. What number is it, Dory? 314 314- Five three two six zero one two. I love it. We can't wait to hear from you. Make sure you call us. Have a g- good luck out there in the shopping <laughs> situation. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. And seize the plate.